This is Carl the Jackal Frampton. Hi, this is David Healy. Hello, this is Stephen Ferris. Hi, I'm Bethany Ferris. Hi, this is Joey Barton. I'm Jonas Gutierrez. Hi, this is Harry Kewell. And you're, you're listening, listening to The Score. score. The Score with Michael Clark. And welcome along to The Score here on Lisburn's 98FM and Bangor FM with me, Michael Clark. It is shaping up to be an exciting weekend with important clashes, and no, not just in the top flight. Cliftonville defender Johnny Addis, he will be on the programme shortly to look ahead to his side's trip to Inver Park tonight. In a minute, we'll be speaking to Portadown new recruit Hart Beverland, who's hoping his side can be pulled out of a relegation battle. They're away to 10th place Dungannon Swifts on Saturday and it's first versus second in the championship. So we will get the thoughts of Balnamalar boss Harry McConkie. Can his side make home advantage count when they welcome Newry City to Fernie Park? It is all coming up right here on The Score. The Score with Michael Clark. Yes, we are back again. Uh, it means it has to be the weekend. It's good to have you along with us for this one. As always, you're most welcome here on The Score. There's two Friday night games that um, people want to get their teeth into. The one that's going to be live for you to watch if you're not heading out to one of the matches is Crusaders against Glentoran. That's going to be on the BBC. And what a match in prospect it is as well. Crusaders having one against Cliftonville and Warren Point Town, picking up a bit of momentum. They are 10 points off league leaders Linfield with a game in hand. Glen Torin second at the moment. They don't want to drop any points here. They were able to get back to winning ways um, last time out. And, and what a way to do it as well in that Sky game on Monday against Cliftonville. It was a really, really entertaining game of football. And we saw excellent goalkeeping. And just across the pitch, really, um, a spectacle, just what you want um, when you know, you're putting this to maybe some casual viewers and people that don't watch our league as much. It certainly wouldn't have done us any harm. But how will Glentoran feel? Will they be tired from that? Can they keep that sort of energy up against Crusaders? It'll be an interesting one. A lot of people have been keen to try and write Crusaders off, but they are still in the mix. And the outcome of this game could really determine you know, how seriously they can be considered as part of it. But that is uh, something we're going to find out in a few hours from now, really. Lauren against Cliftonville, uh, a really, really good game. I'm heading down to that one later on. Fifth against third in the Premiership. And then tomorrow, Balamina United against Warren Point Town. Balamina just one goal. They conceded at Windsor Park, but they weren't able to get one of their own, so they were beaten there. And Warren Point, as I just said, uh, did quite well against Crusaders from um, all accounts and then won the Mid-Ulster Cup. So congratulations to them winning against Anna United midweek. Bit of silverware in what's been a challenging season otherwise. Will that help boost a bit of morale? Coleraine winless in seven against Carrick Rangers. Um, there's could be an interesting game in the sense that Carrick held them to one of five nil-nil draws that Coleraine have endured in the Premiership in this campaign and Carrick Rangers were 2-0 up against Glenavon in stoppage time last weekend and remarkably didn't win the match. 
and um hey isn't that what can happen sometimes uh you know it was a, a difficult one for them so how will they respond away to the bandsiders dungannon swiss against portadown we'll be talking more about that in just a moment and linfield against glenavon uh, a chance for linfield to potentially extend their lead at the top depending on how things go otherwise or could it be a pressure match where Glenavon feel a little bit uh, more belief after they were able to fight back against Carrick Rangers and can they get off to a better start and not give themselves so much work to do at Windsor Park it's clear that the Blues will be favourites but the Lurgan Blues should never be discounted but uh, I did just mention it Dungannon Swifts against Portadown it's a it's a really really important game in this season because it's 10th against 11th there's six points between them heading into this one and uh, joining us now on the show is a guy who has recently signed for Porta Down and by all means is deserving the plaudits he is getting it's a warm welcome back onto the score for Howard Beverland. Howard how are you? I'm good Michael uh, thank you for having me along today it's good to join uh, back in the show again uh, so thanks for having me on looking forward to it. Well we have to start with a move. How did it come about? When did you know there was an interest uh, to, to get you back into the Premiership? Uh, yeah, it, it really came about in December. Um, obviously, I was with Ballyclare and had been for the past three months, uh, which I had a, a great time there under under the management of Paul Harbison, a background staff of Gareth Moody and Craig McLean, who I knew well from uh, my time at Crusaders. Um, so those three months at, at Ballyclare, it's, Probably important to say that you know those were those were great months for me and exactly what I needed to get back into football again, get back into playing and probably enjoying the game. Uh, if I'm being perfectly honest, so contact came about then from Porta Down in December, uh, and really from there, you know, there was obviously a decision to be made. But long story short, I made the decision to to join Porta Down, and Saturday Pass was my uh, second game for them. Believe it or not, against my old club, and alongside that. Um, my very first fixture in the Irish Premier League back as a 17-year-old was Coleraine Porta Down. So some of these things are funny how they just come around at a certain time. It's amazing, isn't it? Full circle. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, football never ceases to, to amaze you and just how things play out. Uh, but uh, no, thankfully on the day, uh, it was a positive experience for us. Well, we'll talk about the game in, in just a minute. With Bally Clare, was there... You know, you, you've only been at the club a short period of time. First of all, to go to Ballyclare, was there any part of your brain going, you know, it's a step down a division, do I want to be doing that? Or or was it a no-brainer at the time to, to go there and get back playing? Yeah, it was probably, it was probably a mixture of thoughts that, that I had over that time. Obviously, my time being quite short-lived at Coleraine, which is probably fair to say wasn't the plan in, in joining the club. However, so you, you quickly develop an understanding for the landscape and how you fit into it and game time and likelihood of playing and where you fit in and pecking orders and I suppose within a team that has been very settled for a long time and I, I probably just after a while I got the sense that you know it wasn't going to be a fit for me and it was disappointing to be honest and you know I, I think it's fair to say just kind of how, how it worked out however you know I, I made the decision look I need to play I think a combination of things you know covid hit hard in many ways for there wasn't the kind of the availability of getting game time if you weren't playing or if you had been coming back from an injury as well i think as well 
personnel and Corian's defensive record in the league has been tremendous over recent years. There's been a, it's been a very settled team. So coming in was, I knew it was going to be a lot of competition for places, but I just got a sense over time that, I don't know, probably how i seen it playing out in my hand compared to maybe the reality of what it was going to look like with, uh, for me, was two very different landscapes. So, you know, I had conversations with Oren and, you know, I felt at my age I have, uh, have a lot to offer here and, and it's important to get back playing. Uh, given that I had missed a bit of time over over recent months, um, uh, but look, you know, my time at Korean have probably been a year with COVID, where again, without being able to c- catch up on match practice and game sharpness because there was no leagues running, it's probably been a year where I've probably worked the hardest in my career. So, you know, over that time, I look back I'm disappointed, but I feel that certainly I worked as hard as I could to give myself every opportunity, and it just didn't look like that was uh, going to change for me. So, in turn, I've a decision to make of whether I, I kind of sit tight and. And 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 settle for that, which I didn't really want, or maybe a new opportunity. And I think sometimes when you haven't been playing, and I haven't played a lot of games, I think I've two appearances for Korean there in my second spell back again. I don't know if maybe some clubs are a wee bit, uh, you know, reluctant whenever they see you haven't played much. But there was an opportunity that came up through Ballyclare, and it, as I said earlier, I, I know Craig McLean very well from my time at Crusaders, and I have a great deal of respect for him and. Uh, I like how he sees the game, and I like how um, he sets very high standards. And I was excited by the the, the opportunity, and and the club felt that they were in a position to really push for promotion. And I thought, you know what, I would love the challenge of getting back playing and enjoying my football, but to help a club push up into the Premiership, and that was my my aspirations with that move. Then uh, Michael, before um, obviously the interest came from Portadown. It it seems like although it was a short time at, at Ballyclare Comrades, it, it it did a big thing for you in terms of not just your fitness but maybe your confidence as well. It, it knocks anybody having you know not much game time. Yeah, absolutely, and I think you know you can't underestimate it. You know, on a mental level and a physical level as well. And I think you know, well, I think everybody players we're all much more aware. It's just the kind of the impact of football, not just when it's going well, but when it's not going so well. And you know, it can. Uh, you know, I suppose you do. It's very natural to have kind of self doubts creep in. You think to yourself, you know, is, is you know, is my my time playing at this level? Is 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 this the natural thing that happens? But you know, I think along it, you need good people around you, and you've got to believe yourself and and realize that some of the things and the thoughts that you have aren't uh, aren't aren't true. So, uh, and I think you always have to be up for the challenge again to back yourself. And and that was very much kind of how I felt. Um, when the opportunity came up with Portadown, alongside the fact that Portadown is a club throughout the years, is a huge club in, in Irish League and has a rich history. Um, and 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 yes, the, the last few years is a very different period for the club with transition and change and and almost rebuilding and coming back up again and then trying to kind of sustain our place within within the Premier League. So it was an opportunity to to join a big club in my eyes under an ambitious manager, um, with with a hungry group of players. Did you get a word in with the negotiations with Matthew Tipton, or did you just smile and nod? <laughs> well, believe it or not, actually, we, 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 <laughs> our conversation the first the first time we, we we met to discuss it, I think uh, that was probably around an hour and a half. <laughs> and uh, I think the reason it, it, it had to wrap up was because Tippy was heading to the gym. <laughs> he, had, he, had a, he had he had a thirty minute cycle to do, so <laughs> I wasn't going to stand in his way. Uh, but had a good conversation with him, and obviously I know uh, Matthew from having played against him as well, and. Uh, the the physical scars to show that to you was telling him. Um, but he's obviously I know what he's been like as a player and and management with what he's done with the clubs he's been at. Warren Point, uh, Corda Down as well. 
and he's he's looking to assemble something. Maybe feels that maybe a wee bit more experience is needed, and 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 felt perhaps that I <laughs> I tick that box. I'll take that as a positive. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was an opportunity to kind of get back playing, which I felt deep down within me was a desire to get back to that level and to add to the the, the appearances that I've had in Irish League over a 14 year period and to kind of continue that journey and 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 to uh, to see where that where that takes me. Well, you certainly did not look out of place on the pitch on Saturday. Uh, you know, for anyone that didn't see the game, um, probably watching the highlights was enough for some people, to be honest, because it wasn't a pretty match. It, you know, it wasn't a, a real spectacle. Yeah. But in terms of effectiveness and very good defending, you know, mm. there, there was plenty of that from Portadown. And I imagine the, the two different dressing rooms would have been very different atmospheres afterwards. Yeah, do you know we 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 looked at it and on and on paper actually looking at some of Portadown's results this year they have taken points off top teams. Mm-hmm. It's maybe been some of those other games where maybe just haven't got the result over the line that that's needed. But you know we we knew that Corian are a strong team, give or take whatever run they're on. <clears throat> to be honest, you know they're 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 in a great position that a lot of clubs would bite their hand off for, and we knew that we had to prepare well and that we couldn't rely on the fact that Corian were a bit off form that we would just get a result because they were off form we knew that you know we had to be on it from our point of view and you know if you stand off any team in the league and you let good players play and you don't get tight you know you're in for a hard afternoon and you're not going to have much to show for it at the end so you know I, I think probably it's fair to say that a lot of the the, the outcomes and interviews probably have been focused on Corian not getting the result that they expected and Corian dropping points but I think uh we certainly taken a bit more credit than that from our performance to to stop a really good team playing with some individual players who can, on their day, cause any player in the league difficulty. So uh, we were pleased with it. It's a, you know, it's a point gained, um, and at this minute in time, we are fighting, and hopefully that shows you know the fans and you know that we're we're up for this fight that we are in right now, uh, and to claw points and to get points from unexpected games along the way. Uh, so hopefully Saturday is a sign of with a few signings that have been made here to build upon what's already there, that we're, we're up for the challenge here, but we're under no illusions that it's a tough one, uh, but we're going to work extremely hard. And when you look around that pitch, there's plenty of hard workers as well, and he's someone that's really impressed me, because I suppose of his young age, you know, seeing a teenager um, just get stuck in the way he does, Reese Jordan, um, he yeah. looks a very mature head on young shoulders. Absolutely, I think you've summed it up well. Do you know, obviously from afar, I've been you know watching the league and, and up to date with players and teams as well. Even when I wasn't playing, and Reese Jordan was a name that had been mentioned, uh, who has came in and and even speaking to to Matthew about it. You know, he, he's a young lad who who knows his job. You know, he knows his role, uh, and you're not concerned. He doesn't know what to do, which is incredible for a 16 year old. And look at it. He was in. You know, he's up against a, a quality player. Um, throughout the whole game um, and Connor McKendry and uh, it was tough but he stuck to the task and he he adapted to, to, to how he needed to during the game to deal with that threat and thankfully you know he, he showed a lot of character uh, through the game and he's a player who's just goes about his job very efficiently quiet lad but but a steely determination Matthew Tipton's spoken about it you know he wanted 
a good presence in the heart of his defence. That's why he earmarked you. That's why you know pursued you and ultimately has brought you in. And he said to me after the game, he's very happy to see a centre half that can put the ball 30, 40 yards away from the box, winning headers and and you know and, and doing all the the, the jobs that um, you know get taken for granted. But uh, you quickly notice if your centre backs aren't winning every battle yeah. they're in, you know. So that's what he wants from you. But I'm just interested from your experience, you know, coming into a team. How easy or how difficult is it to to be that sort of immediate sort of leader in the heart of a defence and, and come in to maybe a settled back for otherwise and say, look, this is what we need to do and, and talk everyone through yeah. the game. Yeah, I think it's the, the most pleasing thing is to come in to a, cl- a club, a squad of players and maybe say the defenders who, who who really want to improve in things and actually there's a desire there to say that, look, let, let's let's try and improve upon a number of areas here to, you know, to maybe can, you know keep more clean sheets to, to really get us through games that even if we're you know under a lot of pressure do you know that we can stand firm and, and, and not concede even when we're not maybe playing totally well with you that you know you get your opportunities as the game goes on so the players around me are you know I've enjoyed playing with and there's a desire here to, to push or to pull away um, from where we're at and to work hard to do that at training um, and then on a match day to really uh, fight for each other and you know and claw every point that's possible it's going to have a big. Uh, it's going to have a big say come the end of the season. So I, I've enjoyed. You know, I've enjoyed so far coming in and being maybe that bit more experienced head in there. And you know, hopefully the the four hundred fifty or four hundred plus games that I've I've played across my time in Irish League will will you know come come in handy to to bring that experience. And and look, you know, I'm always learning too. Uh, even you know, as a defender, I'm, I'm only thirty one. So I've, Hopefully years ahead too, so I'm learning as well, and I'm I'm open to learning to improve in my game as well as helping players around me improve in their game as well, and just communicating in the right way to people, encouraging people as well on the pitch, off the pitch, um, because we all know that when a team's in a bad you know in, in, a, in a bad run, you know confidence is low, players know that maybe things aren't up to the standard, so what they probably don't need is, is somebody to come and tell them that, but rather look here's how we try and improve upon this get around, encourage, uh, and try and, and uh, pull ourselves and uh, out of where we're at. And you talk about pulling yourself out of where you're at. That really makes Saturday a big game. I know you have some big teams coming up against you, Dungannon. Yep. You know, to, to anybody that isn't following the you know the, the bottom half of the table might not seem as glamorous a tie, but it's such a crucial fixture for both sides, <laughs> isn't it, really? Yeah, 100%. And it is massive. And, you know, the old cliche of a six-pointer is certainly relevant to this one as well. Dungannon's been excellent over their last number of games in particular. They've, they've, they've dug out results away to Warren Point, um, away to Lauren as well. And, you know, so credit credit to them. You know, they're up for the challenge here and, and we need to meet that head on. So they, they'll be going into the game with confidence of a great win at, at Emperor Park. Um, so so we, we know on Saturday that, you know, we need to prepare as best as we can and be in the right frame of frame of mind to to go on going into a battle that's going to be massive. For anyone that isn't aware, Portadown's fixtures after that, you've Crusaders, Larne, Corrine in the Cup, then Glen Torren, then Glenavon, then Linfield before you meet Warren Point towards the end of February. I mean, that's uh, you'll be busy. I think that's a fair way of putting it. Uh, I think so. Yeah, uh, those are those are the games that uh, yeah that certainly stand out in the in the fixture list as well and. It's just, you know, Irish League, you're looking every week, it's just, you know, it's, it's relentless and it's all about recovery and preparation for the next game. Um, 
uh, the stuff ahead of us. But look, you know, we'll be looking no further than than Saturday here because we would be would be wrong to do so. Um, so we'll 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 focus on on Saturday and then attention will turn then to Tuesday night to uh to Crusaders as well who are in great form within the league also. Now you're a new boy, so uh, it's it's hard to get a, a sort of gauge of this, I suppose. But some of the other new faces that have come in, um, fans will be interested. I'm sure to see more of Josh Doherty, Jack Smith, the likes of that. Early impressions of, of them, uh, having shared a picture of them now, and and obviously having trained with them. What are they? Yeah. What are they like, and what have fans got to expect from them? Yeah, I think the fans really seen the debut really of of all the, the new players that came in there on Saturday that, that featured either started or came on um, within the game. Jack Smith is uh, a player I knew from my time at Crusaders uh, when he was kind of in and around the fringes of the first team uh, reserves. And, and Jack's obviously went away in his career and, and to see him now in training is very different to the young boy I remember. Um, he's done extremely well. He's, he's, he's earned his opportunity and, and Matthew feels it. Um, he can come in and do a job, and I think on Saturday with his energy and pressing, um, his physicality, I think he'll be a big part of things as well. Um, so that's a big part as well. Josh, obviously, Josh Dougherty started on on Saturday as well, um, and again contributed really well. I think uh, just we'll be building up in match fitness and sharpness really, um, but we'll have a, a big part to play alongside um, all all the other players and new signings uh, that have came in as well. Yeah, I have to say, I think Ralph Ranyuk would be very pleased with the sort of pressing that Jack Smith gets. If they could only get those millionaires in the Premier League to try some of that. I know, I know. Look, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't uh, create that desire to, uh, to to go and press. It's, I think it's in a player uh, to do it, to, to not think themselves beyond having to do the dirty work or, or making that, that 10-yard sprint to be the difference between a player clearing the ball 50 yards down our throat or actually to go out for a throw-in and, and their half as well. So those wee small yards are invaluable over the course of a game as well and just help with, uh, with dealing with the, the pressure that comes along too. So uh, that's that's what you like in your team. And I think, you know, we're, we're in a place where, you know, we have to do the dirty work well and we have to press teams and hustle teams into mistakes and hopefully then when our opportunities come along that we, we take them. And hard. Lastly, I've noticed Jethro Barr enjoys a, a bit of a highlight reel. Uh, he's sharing his wondrous save on social media. Really good stop to get down and deny Stevie Laurie what would have been a, another Stevie Laurie pile driver into a bottom corner yeah. of a goal somewhere. He loves those sort of strikes. Uh, Jethro That's makes great. that save, but uh, you know, as a defence, you want to make sure he's not making as many of them, don't you? Oh, 100%. Do you know, I think it works two ways where he, he takes the pressure off us and hopefully we take the pressure off him. And I think Saturday was maybe an example of that. Do you know, the save from Stephen Lowry is incredible because it's he struck it so well as, as Stephen does. Um, and it's down low and it's kind of went through a few players and Jethro's got down to push it wide and it's hit Stephen's foot and I've looked and I've thought, oh, <laughs> that's hitting the back of the net and then just the outstretched arm and even just coming out and punching things and catching things on Saturday as well. Uh, was was massive across the game. Corian had a lot of corners, I'm, I'm sure ten at least. Um, and you know he certainly take a lot of pressure off, and hopefully we've taken pressure off him too. So um, yeah, that's how it is. You want to establish a good uh, a good working relationship and, and connection with your goalkeeper and defence as well, and uh, and drive the standards up. You know, so he's done extremely well, and, and Jethro's had a lot of plaudits from 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 different angles uh, across the Irish league, um, which is great for him and. And hopefully that continues because it shows that he's doing a lot right. And it gives you every bit of confidence as a defender if you uh, if you don't win the odd challenge that he might actually pull you out of a hole. Yeah, 
big time, big time. You know that there's another, there's another last line behind us. Yeah, you don't often get that as a defender. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're very critical on our goalkeepers. So it's uh, it's usually it's usually from the fans' perspective. It's all the defenders' fault. Where the defenders going? Well, where was he standing? Come on. <laughs> where was he? I know, I know. I've been around long enough. I've heard plenty of that before. Um, but uh, I, I must say, like the standard of goalkeeping within Irish League and the goalkeepers that are are playing is incredible. Um, it really is, isn't it? And quality of goalkeepers. If you look at it, you know, across all teams, you have out, outstanding goalkeepers across the board, and um, which which is great. Uh, as lots of positions, you know, within teams now, um, but certainly goalkeepers, I think it is fair to say that the quality of, of goalkeepers in the league is outstanding. I think that's actually a very good point. The goalkeepers union will be delighted with this interview, <laughs> but you make a good yeah. point. It's a wonder there's as many goals scored. It shows you obviously there's very good attacking players in our league as well. But you're <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, do you know, and obviously the quality of the goalkeeping coaches and, and, and goalkeeping academies, you know, across the league and thinking of, you know, Michael Doherty and, and, and what he does as well. Um, and, and just the quality of, of coaching as well, which uh, which is great to see the fruits of that from a defender's point of view. Yeah, it, well, it's an exciting time for the league, isn't it? You know, obviously we, there's been a lot of attention of, you know, put it down and a big transfer fee received and everything like that. But there's, there's more professionalism in the league. There's, it seems like a lot more availability or options for players you know to get big moves mm. across the water and um you know uh, how are you feeling about that i mean you know i, I don't want to throw the, the veteran word at you because we're the same age so we're obviously very young <laughs> of course <laughs> but of course. but 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 seeing that development in the league um are you feeling that momentum as someone actively in it yeah big time do you know i think i've watched from afar and now i'm, I'm back again and you can see just the presence that the league has across the country, but also further afield as well. That other clubs are now looking at players coming through the Irish League as as potentially players who could, you know, uh, turn out for them and 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 to perform for them at a higher at a higher level as well. So I think it's been more recognised as well. I think you know the publicity, you know the, the attention from from media, the likes of yourself, Michael, and others as well, I think alongside even clubs' own social media outlets now that has gone to a whole different level, I think all of that is working together to improve the league in, in lots of different ways, but for it to be more recognised um, in other parts of the world as well. Um, and also then with you know with Sky and that continuing to take place for televised games. So I think it's all working together and we've seen it. And I think it's been shown through fan attendances have increased too, so it shows that there's a lot being done really, really well. Uh, I said my last question was the last one. This really is. The, 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 there's been talk amongst referees, and, and certainly it's now been out in the media. We were talking about it on last week's show about VAR coming in. Could you imagine a scenario where you're waiting on a VAR decision in the Irish League? Well, crazy, isn't it? Do you know what I think? But then, do you know, would we have seen our game progress to this level a few years ago um, and, and seeing fan attendances increasing too? Probably the VARs that a bit off, do you know, but at the same time, obviously through media and stuff at the minute, we are seeing that referees are coming under a lot of criticism and obviously um, there's been output in the papers today about supporting our referees as well. So, you know, I think it's it's tough for teams because there's so much that hangs in the balance. At the end of the day, there's there's human beings in the, in the middle, um, you know, doing their best. Um, so there needs, to be, there needs to be another solution found and then, then obviously if managers, fans, players being frustrated with decisions not being made, um, but also then referees under a significant amount of flack as well. And, you know, we're, we're talking about a, an age of more awareness of mental health. And, you know, I think to, 
to read or to receive criticism, maybe in the manner that referees have had to do. You know, that's not sustainable either. Um, so I think there needs to be something, some come together because look, players have and referees have relationships. You know, there's not a referee in the league that I wouldn't be able to chat to you off the pitch or have I seen them out in public as well. And you know, but there's been a lot of frustration with decisions being missed, but. There's a lot of pressure there and there's a lot of pressure and for clubs and for managers and players, but also for referees as well. So hopefully some solution can come about because we don't have a wealth of referees. And I think that's the issue too. We need to realise that we have referees here and there's a small pool and we don't have a choice from hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Um, so you know, maybe that's also an issue too where that needs to be, to be looked at. But we realise that the referees that are there are are doing their best i'm sure it's a very it's a very sensible point and, and very well articulated to maybe you could run the ifa someday you never know you know when, when you hung up the boots i'm sort of thinking listen to this clear thinking calm individual yeah uh, do you know and, and, and like, there's other points of views out there i'm not a manager i'm not a chairman of a club either and you know i'm in, you know in, in a position where you're running a club and there's hundreds of thousands of pounds maybe resting and and a few decisions that's being made over a game of 90 minutes but at the same time do you know what's going to happen naturally is that people only can take so much flack for so long before they say to themselves look I'll use my Saturdays to do something else um, which is going to leave us in a whole other difficult situation uh, more than the one that we're maybe in so hopefully something can be done that that shows that people are working together in this to try and improve things There'll be no penalties given against Portadown for a month now you're in the good books (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, what you see on Saturday? <laughs> Don Gannon are going quickly. Get somebody on to say something similar. Um, <laughs> very good. Uh, no, really appreciate you coming on as always. Hard. It's great to get no your worries. insight and, and to chat to you. And uh, look, best of luck with uh, the rest yes. of your season. Thanks very much. It's always good to chat. Thanks for having me on again. The score with Michael Clark. Now on the score, we can welcome our next guest onto the programme, and he's a man that's settled into life at Cliftonville so well, they've even got a song about him. That's when you know you've made it, I think, as a footballer, really. Johnny Addis, welcome to the show. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me on. How are you? I'm doing very well. Now, I'm not going to sing your song. I hope you're not offended by that. <laughs> no, not at all. I've heard it enough. More, more than enough times, thankfully. And <laughs> that must be nice as a defender, because it's not a given, is it, really, when you're, when you're not a goal scorer, you don't always get sung about. No, um, not something I've ever had really before. I don't think from memory anyway. Um, probably since it was a Carrick movie when the, the faithful Carrick fans used to sing when I played up front and scored the odd goal. Um, so no, not something really used to, but um, enjoy it while it lasts <laughs> for the meantime anyway. I think we would have got some money back in the day if I'd have said to you, you know, give it a few years, you'll be uh, Cliftonville's favourite player. <laughs> uh, we would have got a few quid alright, I would say. I don't think anybody would have predicted that one a few years ago. I'm a Carrick man playing for Cliftonville, maybe you're doing gone down too well. Well, <laughs> you're, you're doing so well with them, but if we can take it back to, you know, Balamini United, because I think a lot of people were surprised to see you leaving the club. I thought you'd done very well there, so when the news came out that you know, your contract was coming to an end. A few eyebrows were raised. Um, yeah, it probably came, I think, slightly unexpectedly, probably for me and maybe the club also, I think. Um, sure, I've been speaking about it in recent days. I had a bit of an injury problem from January last year. Um, 
I've been in the team. We were sort of on a good run at the time, and, and we're playing well. Um, I was playing well personally, um, and got an injury sort of in the hip and groin area, which was causing a problem. Sort of tried to play on for a couple of weeks, um, and made it worse really. Um, naively, I suppose. Um, and then was out for a period. Had come back, played a few games, felt okay, and then this sort of niggle that was there before didn't really go away. Um, and to cut a long story short, um, basically, it came to sort of towards the end of the season, and I sat down and met with David Brown, um, as another uh, as a number of other players uh, were doing. Um, David said he wanted to keep me, but they were concerned about the injury, as was I at the time, um, and suggested that um, we would want to get it looked at in further detail. I suppose that would have been ideal for me as well, and was ideal, um, but the timing really wasn't so good, because from my position, obviously, if I had got it checked out and there was a, a more serious problem, then um, my contract maybe wouldn't have been... Um, agreed or whatever um, so that was basically the way it was left and I kind of had a few days to make a decision because um, at this stage I'd spoken to a couple of other clubs um, and we both agreed well I, I suggested I, that I couldn't sort of wait and take a risk um, and David also felt that they couldn't take a risk from their side in terms of signing a player that could be injured um, which I totally understood um, there was no fallout uh, um, in any regard and, and sadly it sort of ended that way and it was just one of those things, you know, I said this the other day to someone, you know, people say things, obviously there's rumours that go around about different things and I was wanting three-year contracts and all that sort of thing. That was nonsense. It was it was literally just down to that injury and um, and David would tell you the same himself because he's an honest man and uh, it was just one of those things that, that happens in football and that's the way it was. So, yeah, it was sort of, it was a strange situation to be honest. Yeah, an odd way to end. And what's that like as a player when, you know, all of a sudden, you know, somebody's in, oh, he's a mercenary, he's out, he's asking for X, Y, or Z, and you're sitting there going, well, actually, that isn't what happened. But you, you don't want to be coming forward and saying too much, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. You know, you're well used to it by now. It's not, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody was, you know, overly critical of myself or the club, really. But um, when these things happen, and I suppose people don't know the full extent of the story, then rumours happen, and that's just part of football. I've played long enough now to know that things are said which aren't true, but you just sort of have to bite your tongue and get on with it. Um, and knowing that you know the story, and it's obviously helpful, as I say, that that David's honest, and, and there was never going to be any sense that the club were going to try and throw me under the bus and suggest that I was looking this out of the other, because that was never the case, and it was just... Yeah, it's one of those things, but but you sort of try and ignore those things as best you can. Um, so yeah. So when you're going through all this, and there's you know in the back of your head about what your injury might be or what that might mean long term, uh, how how do you get from that point to I mean, what's the time frame with Paddy McLaughlin picking up the phone to you? Because I imagine very sort of different emotions going on there. Yeah, and that was a it was really really difficult for me because obviously. Um, I knew the position that I was in in terms of my injury, um, knew that that was the reason why it ended at Balmina, and then in the same breath was obviously needing to get a club for myself for next season. Um, but uh, uh, hopefully people who know me well enough would know I'm honest enough to say, and I'm, I did, the, the clubs that I spoke to were all made aware of the injury situation. Um, at this stage, 
I hadn't actually spoken to Paddy until Balamina put it out that I was being released at the end of my contract. And it was only then that sort of he had spoke to me and, um, you know, I made it clear of the injury concerns, but also, you know, the, the hope was really that with the, the season being over, that during the off season, I would be able to do the rehab properly um, and get myself fit for pre-season. And, um, Paddy trusted me in that, thankfully, and, and took, I suppose, some sort of a chance on me that that, that would work out for me, and it has. So, um, thankfully, and hopefully I've repaid him to a degree with um, how, I've, how I've done since I've come into the club so far. Well, fingers and toes crossed, no reoccurrences of any injuries. I don't want to put a jinx on you. don't know if you're superstitious or not, Johnny, but it seems like life at Cliftonville has gone very well for you. Um, how how would you sum up the the first sort of period of uh, the season for you know forget about recent weeks just the, the initial couple of months coming in and funny enough making a debut against Carrick Rangers? Yeah, um, I think it's been good overall. You know, at, at the start of the season, I think all the attention um, and rightly so was on sort of the the full time clubs and the clubs that have been there and done it over the last couple of years, including the likes of Coleraine um, and Cliftonville probably. Um, not so much went under the radar, but probably just underperformed for the expectations of the club in, in many regards for, for where they've been in the league um, and so weren't really talked about at the start of the year. So um, there was no kind of, from our point of view, mad expectations other than what we put on ourselves naturally anyway. Um, but there was no pressure towards setting any you know targets in terms of what we were going to do or trying to achieve. We just sort of been taking it as it comes and, and put together on the results at the start of the season, which has put us in a in a decent position. Um and that got us off to a great start. So yeah, we just sort of started that way, worked hard in pre season, got a really couple of good results at the start of the year, beating Carrick, which was a tough game on the opening day. They probably could have got a draw out of that. And then we won at home to Coleraine and Glen Thornen and back to back matches to win our first three. So I think everything really has been built upon that and the hard work that was and done over pre-season previous to that. And in terms of the, the betting-in period with your new teammates, what have they been like? Yeah, they've been brilliant. Um, I strangely didn't really know, actually, a lot of the boys. Um, normally, when you go to a different club, you're sort of familiar with a few faces, at least. But a lot of the boys I've never actually played with, so only really knew them from coming up against them. But they've been brilliant. Um, really welcoming. Um, great group of lads really tight knit um and helped me to settle in um, really quickly obviously and that goes the same for for Patty and the coaching staff um helped me massively and um to be honest at the time in pre-season I was more just worried about getting over my injury problems if more than anything else really I wasn't even thinking too far ahead about playing or whatever else I just wanted to be fit um and and as I say you know, we worked hard in pre-season, we were able to do that, but that's been brilliant with me and I've really enjoyed it and settled in well. Do you think in, in some ways as well, it, it's kind of reaffirmed you know, the confidence I'm sure you have in yourself, but, but also you know, do, has it added to your confidence in some ways too, how well you've done in a successful team, you know, in the context of where this season is, Balamini and Editor are a, a good club, but people were maybe thinking, could be taking a risk here on Johnny Addis, you, you've been at Glentoran previously and, and people look at career trajectories, you're, you're you're part of a good team and you're a firm fixture in it. What's that done for you mentally, and and do you think it's proved any doubters if there were any wrong? Um, I, I don't really think about uh, any of that, Michael. The truth. I mean, I'm just uh, playing and enjoying my football, and I'm I'm glad to be enjoying my football. I'm loving it. I'm loving the style of play under Paddy, 
I think it probably suits the things that I am better at, um, um, which is maybe different than a typical, probably, Irish League defender. Um, but yeah, I've had, you know, I've always had belief in myself. Um, but I suppose I have gained a wee bit of confidence just from playing and, and winning. Um, in terms of the outside stuff, you know, I think often when teams are successful and they're winning, then, you know, you maybe get a wee bit more press when realistically you're not even necessarily doing anything that much better than, than what you were before. You know, I think people can get carried away very quickly when you win a few games and equally when you lose a few, um, people can be very critical. So I'm well used to that at this age now, you know, I've been around long enough to know that. And um, I suppose it's just about trying to ignore that, stay focused and, <laughs> And believe in yourself and believe in the people around you and, and try to be as successful as you can. I know, because you, you've been in the league long enough now where you, that, that experience tag's certainly going to be there because uh, you're, what, what would you be, 30 later this year, would it be? Yeah, I'll be um, 30 in September this year. So, yeah, I've been Wolf about past it. <laughs> I know, I'll be over the hill. I don't be too soon. Paddy will be releasing me. <laughs> um, but, you know, looking at Paddy McLaughlin, uh, and the the type of manager he is certainly uh, someone that I um, from the outside looking in I'm very very impressed with. He seems to get the best out of players, be a really good motivator, and and know when to to fire rockets and know when to put an arm around the shoulder. Would that be a fair assessment? Yeah, I think that's really fair, and I think that's one of the things that attracted the uh, attracted me to Cumberland was Paddy and a, a new sort of the style of play from playing against them. Um, chasing after the ball for long periods of the game, always had a good football inside, um, even when they weren't as successful. Um, but yeah, what, everything you've said is completely fair. You know, I think he's um, he can be very relaxed and chilled out in the way he sort of goes about his business, but also when um, when we're sort of underperforming, say, then it's made in no uncertain terms that, that the boys know that, that they need to up the, up the gears. So, um, yeah, I've loved working under him so far, and um, yeah, I'll make continue. And it's a great challenge, uh, this next game. Not like you've had many easy fixtures lately, but uh, under the, the floodlights at Inver Park against Larne, you talk about uh, a team that likes to play football as well. This should be some clash. Yeah, it's a tough game. Uh, we've, we've had two really competitive games against Larne this year. We got the better of them at home, 2-1. Um, probably deservedly so on the day, I think. Um and then we went down the Inver Park um, a few months later and came away with a draw when really it was backs to the wall for long spells. Um, and we didn't really create much. And, and Vag scored a few that night. It was worthy of winning any game, but it was only enough to get us a point. So, um, yeah, we know it's going to be very, very difficult. They're a top, top side. Um, you're going to suffer for long periods without the ball. Um, and we're expecting a tough test. Obviously, they're coming off the back of the... Kind of them shield win, but then the disappointment of losing the Dungan, and, and we're also sort of in the same boat, having lost back to back league games. So both teams will be looking at a result. Um, so it should make for an interesting game, but but one we know will be difficult. Um, and we'll have to be at our best to get anything from the game, never mind the win. It, it's something I think everybody's been observing about the league in general now that. You know, there's no gimmies, that old cliche, but when you're looking at the games and you've just come off the back of two defeats, as you said, you you look down the next couple of games, you go, Lauren, then Linfield, then Balamina. It's not like there's a week where you can go, ah, oh, this is okay again. It, it's always a challenge and it seems to be increasingly competitive. Absolutely. And even I think, you know, we've a lot's been said about sort of our, our recent games. We make Glen Torn and then we've got Lauren. 
Um, and then Linfield, but Ballymena is going to be another tough one straight after that. They beat us at the showgrounds earlier on in the year, and they're they're certainly in a much better position than what they were whenever they actually beat us at that time. So, yeah, as you say, you you never get a break from it. I mean, if you're if you're in the fixtures and looking too far ahead, you're you're going to get caught out. Um, because every single week, as it's happens, and and again, result proves that every it's not just people saying that to be nice to the teams maybe in the bottom half of the table because it's proven it was proven on Saturday when um Dungannon went and got a result at Larn, um, and it's been proven throughout the year. So, um, yeah, no easy games, and you you really don't have uh, every game, you know a couple of wins can push you up the table. And equally, a couple of defeats and find yourself three or four places down the table. So, um, momentum's a big thing, and that's why we just looking for a result um, in the game against Lauren. Yeah, momentum—that's the the word. And as you already alluded to, people can get you know very high or very low quickly. You know, supporters looking in on things, and you know, losing three in a row would would seem unthinkable from the position you were in uh, just before Christmas. Yeah, definitely, and even to you know both of those games being at home has hurt us as well because we had a perfect record up until that point. So um, we know that that's something we need to bounce back from, and it's a a sign of a good top team that that you don't sort of add the defeats by getting beat again and again. You know, we've spoken about it how teams have been successful in our league and and even any league across the world. You know, they don't lose games consecutively, so. Um, it's something we want to put right and, and start another run and hopefully get a wee bit of momentum and, and get a bit of form back. Well, it should be a, a really quality game. Certainly anyone heading to that uh, later on will be looking forward to it. But it's been good catching up with you, Johnny, and, and great to have you on the score. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, Michael. Thank you. Pleasure. The Score with Michael Clark. We have the Balna Mallard United boss waiting on the line to talk to us now, Harry McConkey. It's uh, nice to get a catch up with you. How are you keeping? Keeping fine, Michael. Thank you very much. This is uh, nice to be talking football again, isn't it? I mean, you know, you think back to uh, probably the last time we had you on the show and there was no elite status or anything like that. Just how night and day is the difference to, to having your football back again, having players to work with and matches to look forward to? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It, it was a really, I would say, anybody doing their pro license spend two years like that, and you'll yeah you'll take the rest of it as a breeze, you know. Mm-hmm. With uh, you're motivating people to to get them out onto pitches and in small groups, then you extend those groups, then you think you've got a fixture to work towards, and then you get that fixture pulled, and you ask the people to do that again and again, and uh, yeah, you eventually get to an Irish Cup game going, and then you get knocked out on penalties. <laughs> And so it's been all good fun, Michael. But yeah, I mean, most recently I've been trying to get someone, um, you know, a regular announcer, if you like, at the club to create a wee bit of atmosphere for our crowd, you know, and their loyal supporters. And uh, we've had a great response from that. And you can see that the, the 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 local people have loved getting back into the ground. They've even loved travelling with us, to, you know, to the Newries this world and, and um, Belfast and, and again feeling some level of normality in their lives. But uh, you you, you realise, like everything else, when you you don't know what you have until it's not there. And um, these people are so glad, and we are, uh, as a group, just glad to have it all back. It um, no, it's it's just been brilliant. And then you hear, you know, further relaxations, and we hope that we're heading towards, you know, a, a bit more normality in in terms of society as well. But on a football standpoint, uh, what a game and prospect on Saturday! If anyone hasn't been keeping their eye on things in the championship, it's uh, a typically bonkers season. 
and maybe the, nobody's surprised because they're two very good teams. Your club and Uri City are, are really slogging it out. And you're not the only horses in the race, it should be pointed out. But at Fernie Park, you welcome Uri this weekend. And, uh, well, that should be another barnstormer, shouldn't it? Well, yes, there's no question about that. I think if you look at the league table anyway, yeah, first against second, always looking like going to be a, a, a very competitive fixture. Um, but as you just said there, I mean, Michael, my objective all along has been, because we had, you know, started our first game, which I had to miss then, and we lost 5-1 to, to Ballyclare, you know, in, in 7th of August. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, then had Derby next, a real battle there, and we managed to get a point. But we had a, we had a slow, or poor start, to be honest, and uh, getting ourselves back up to speed, dealing with injuries. And, I mean, other clubs have been the same, and that's what I was saying, that, you know, you never knew what the next week did bring us. While you're saying there we're back, it's been a very difficult coming back in many aspects too of any level of control and continuity in your squads. And as a result, I did say that this league would be very much like stakes and ladders. You know, <laughs> one week you're flying and you're up that ladder and the next week you hit a snake and you're right back again. And you've seen that happen to so many clubs, I mean, including Ballyclare, who I mentioned there. I mean, they look like they were going to be you know, really, really uh, tight contenders for a title this season at one stage, you know, and um, now that now Paul's having a tough time because things have escalated a bit and, and there's many reasons for that. So, yes, it's, it, it can flip in two weeks and I really felt for Darren. I went to the Newry match last Friday night and poor Darren is suffering from broken ribs, you know, and uh, so as a result, he was sitting up behind me in the stand um, to get some comfort. And when you saw that the, the nature of their defeat by the, to the Welders, when they dominated a lot of the game, went one down, then responded, got a brilliant goal, you know, got back in the game, sorry, brilliantly because of pressure that they applied. And you think they've got the momentum to go and win the game. And, and then per, you know, goalkeeper, Tom McGuire makes a very, very unfortunate bobble on the pitch. And it's the ball slices off the edge of his boot and ro- just rolls over the line and into the net. And suddenly they have got no points. And uh, that's, that's how white people love football. But it's so hard on, on managers, you know. To, to, and I felt for, for, for poor Darren in that sense. So I have no doubt they're coming to us this week. Obviously with a response to that, you know, they will feel very harsh done by. And uh, it'll, it'll leave it all for a very, very, I think, uh, as I say, highly competitive game. It was a bizarre own goal, and it was very, very unfortunate, as you say. And, and as sorry as you felt for Newry City, and particularly their manager, and I wish Darren Mullen well, I spoke to him this week, um, because obviously I know about his injury. But, um, you know, there must have been a, a wee bit of your brain, the you know football man, going, that suits us. Yeah, well, look, let's be honest, it, it, it would be exactly the same for Darren. Of course. You know, I, I think what was, like, that was hardening him, the fact that I was sitting two rows in front of him, you know, and... Uh, we are very close and we've over the years we've, we've communicated an awful lot and right throughout the, the whole uh, pandemic and the issues we had with Niffle and, and, and representing the, 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 the league uh, I got even closer to Darren you know and, and he's, a, he's a great coach and he's a great fella and uh, as I say but both of us when it comes down to you know looking after our clubs we're both you know very much attached to our clubs we live in the areas that, that, that our clubs are in and we know what it means to local people and when we get a blow, we feel that blow for everybody, not just for ourselves. And, and um, that that actually adds a bit of a, uh, if you like, a bit more extra pain to it. So I did feel from the other night genuinely, but I also, of course, was delighted the fact that we, we just want to stay in this race uh, as long as we can and be there 
and uh, that that unfortunately are again has left us in a position to, to to keep challenging them, you know. And the goal return that you have, you're the top goal scorers in the league. You average two goals a game, uh, literally no decimal points required. Forty-eight goals scored from twenty-four matches. I mean, that's well, the sort of form you like to keep going. That's exactly. I mean, as you can see, the reason where we are probably not a little bit even better off is the fact that our defensive record hasn't been, you know, what it should be. And, and I think that's where you see Nuri's is very strong in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, that is something that, that we, we really do want to, we think we've been very badly hit because we've lost so many central defenders and we've even had issues at times with our keeper where we had a little bit of inconsistency in that back lineup. It's not anybody's fault. It's just been a difficult thing to manage sometimes. And as you know, there's nothing better than having your regular central defenders in there and understanding between your keeper and all of that. And uh, we've been a wee bit of victim of that. Sadly, up top, yeah, we have been we've been delighted with with the goal return of of not just up top, but our midfield players and and our centre halves have all chopped in with goals. So so we're we're pleased about that, and we want to keep that going. Yeah. And with the goalkeeping position as well, because there was a bit of talk about that, wasn't it, when John Connolly moved on and Rory Brown came in? Anytime you change a goalkeeper, you know, it remains to be seen what happens. But uh, Rory seems to be doing very well from the reports I've heard. Yeah, indeed. He has. He's been excellent. He has been excellent. And uh, there's no doubt about it. He, uh, he's he been a good uh, addition to us. And as well as that, we've got, as you know, a very, we have a young uh, Jimmy Ray mm-hmm. who's been standing for him at times and he's only 17 years of age. And I think he's another young people with, with a great prospect. And when he comes in, he shows such great maturity. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, there was a lot of Irish League clubs interested in Rory and, and, and probably still are, you know. Um, my job for him coming was, to be honest, was to try and establish, uh, get his confidence back after his, his, a bit of a knock from, you know, his time at Lintourne and he was ready for a, a wee bit of a freshness. And um, I think we've been we've been good for each other, you know, and I just uh, have no doubt he's going to progress in the game. You're just talking about Jamie Ray there as well. I mean, 17 for any player just feels so young, really. But for, there's something about a 17-year-old goalkeeper. They they really show their youth in a big goal net, don't they? Um, that's a that's a position you can't hide in, and you need a big personality. So I'm assuming he's a strong character. But uh, you know, uh, just what's that like? You know, throwing a, a keeper that young in because uh, yeah. it's a it's a big call, isn't it? It is, of course. And I mean, and I've got you know, we he's been a kid throughout our you know from our academy, you know, so we know him and I, and I brought him in to train with the first team along with the young lad Daniel Gilmore and we've got young Nathan Hunter too who's a great young prospect we have at 16 as well and um, I like to involve them in our training at times because I do believe that the pace of the ball, the strikes and, and being in with the first team uh, and again getting them to talk and communicate and, and realise that, they, you know, they have a, a responsibility in there and it doesn't matter what age they are that they, they need to learn to communicate and, and I think that has helped them but he also goes to Nipple, uh, up at Dungannon, you know, on a, during the weekend and is, uh, is almost, you know, he's training there with Roy Carl as well and getting some great input. And again, I had a good chat with Roy about him and, uh, Roy, Roy does confirm that, that, that yeah, he, he's a kid that's got a, a great maturity about him and a great presence about him. Well, Roy Carl would know uh, a thing or two about goalkeeping, wouldn't he? So, uh, that's not a bad person to be learning from. Well, exactly. Another ex-Ballon Matter young man who went and made it from ourselves, yeah. We spotted playing against Mandela and, and ended up with Home City, you know. Yeah, well, Roy's story is incredible. We've had him on the show before and obviously well documented the, the great successes he's had. Um, 
you know, throughout his uh, incredible career in, in club football and international football. Just uh, want to talk to you briefly about the, the Irish Cup because, my goodness, that seemed like a, a stressful old day for you. Uh, you know, I'm sure your opponents on the day will, will feel a wee bit hard done by to push you so far and come away with nothing, but isn't that just football? It is exactly that. I mean, and our Rangers put up a tremendous... I mean, the, the whole day, Michael, they brought down, you know, two busloads. They had wonderful support. They sang their hearts out. They... Um, really give their team a lift and on a difficult day with regards to climate and everything else that was driving snow and hill we had it all we had missed chances we had chances to kill the game off and they had in their goalkeepers outstanding all the little bits of the jigsaw you need for a really good Irish Cup tie and it doesn't matter who's on the pitch it's the fact that the underdog is really putting it up to the team that's expected to win the team that's expected to win is finding it difficult to convert their chances that they they, they should do but again we have an inspired goalkeeper you know um, and again you know missed penalty uh, as I say hit the bar the post and and as they say, you're left going, wow, it only takes one set play. And I thought Ryan Newby in the middle of the pitch for them was excellent. You know, as I say, they, have, they all were stars on the day, but particularly he showed that he could play at a higher level. And you had a goalkeeper, I say, who was also uh, inspired. And um, But we kept our cool. I did believe we got that got the extra time, the amount of possession we had of the ball, and we, how hard they've had to work, that we were just hoping our superior fitness at the level we play at, that little bit higher, just might well be the difference and sure enough when Sean McAvoy headed home uh, from a great ball from Ryan Morris it was it was just sheer sheer relief and then of course the second goal was put in by another youngster we have Peter Campbell who danced around the goalkeeper and put it away like somebody at, you know not, certainly not of 18 years of age um, someone like 28 you know and, and that killed the game obviously then but uh, yeah and it left our supporters being very happy they still were very buoyant and bubbly because they had a great performance and uh, they had a great day out coming down the whole way from from Ards. Um, and I think they sang the whole way home as well, from what I hear. <laughs> Just right as well. And the, the blood, sweat and tears that, that your boys put in uh, has earned you a place, obviously, in the next round where you, you'll meet Crusaders. So it's a, it's a repeat of the 2019 final. Um, it's hard to believe that was 2019 already. The last few years have been, well, bonkers, and that's that, there's an understatement for this program and for any program. But um, what what an occasion that final was, and, and what a, a nice chance to kind of relive some of those memories when you go up against them again. Yeah, Michael, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'll be perfectly truthful. I don't want to relive too many of them on the pitch. <laughs> off the pitch, yes. I want to relive all the fact that we we brought people from all over the country, north and south of this island. We brought, you know, um, so many people who had never been to a soccer match before. Um, they just got behind the county, and, and that was something, you know, I'll always be proud of. But, you know, through the vehicle of soccer, we did that. And uh, But sadly for me, when we got those people there and they made the effort to be there, we, we got sunk after six minutes with a horrible goal. Um, and then we we got kept ourselves in the game to half time and then didn't, you know, that just got killed straight off after half time. I, I hadn't even got to my dugout whenever the second goal went in from a horrible corner kick situation. And as I said, we then, once the third goal went in, we actually started to play. And Michael Neal said to me at the end of that game, you know, that he thought we were very good in the last 20 minutes and we hit the post. I think he's been kind to me. But in the sense that we did still have the confidence to try and play and play through the thirds and, and, and 
put them under a little bit of pressure. But I suppose when you're 3-0 up, Crusaders were just at that point, you know, maybe taking the foot off the pedal, you could say, too. Um, so I was just, yeah, I wanted to give those supporters so much something to cheer about. And I just hope this time round now that it's going to be a different environment. Uh, the Crusaders are, are going very well again. Um, Stephen's had a tough time with the squad. I know that. Um, but coming to our pitch in Irish Cup Day, um, and it's a good surface which allows them to play. Um, but we know we have to defend our boxes so, or defend our box rather so well, um, because, uh, that's where they can be particularly dangerous. But the, uh, it, it's a game that we're all, honestly, this time around, I suppose, without the pressure of a cup final as such, I think we're looking forward to it, you know, immensely just with regards to relishing the fact that we've got a team like that coming down to our spot and giving us a little wee taste of what it used to be like in the Premiership, you know. Well, um, it might not be the, the last taste of the Premiership if you get a good final run in the season here, Harry. There's a, a long, long, long way to go, Michael. <laughs> and, and you watch I thought Spurs. you would say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but a bit predictive, I know. But truthfully, you saw Spurs when, you know, you look at how that game turned around in seconds. In seconds. And that's where people love football. And it's the same with this. You know, everybody, would you would have said, and I would have said myself, that Yuri were well on their way, you know, some weeks ago. Um, and it was going to take a heck of a lot to close a gap like that. And there we are, you know, now. And that can go the other way straight away again. They can take another sprint. And But at this moment in time, there are, to me, six teams there, all vying for it. And, uh, and even even below that, to get into the top six, I mean, Derby have hit you know, some great form as well. And uh, so, it's a, it, to me, it's a really, really good championship. Um, when we had, you know, Lauren in with us, it was always going to be a big gap there. And... Uh, we, I thought we were very close with Porto down the last time round when, when unfortunately COVID stopped us in our tracks. And uh, But this year, right from the outset, you are looking at 12 teams and on any given day, anybody could beat anybody. The championship is just so much fun, probably for everybody except managers who have to somehow try and navigate their way through <laughs> those very unpredictable waters. But um, you're doing a great job of it so far, Harry, again this season. And uh, that's going to be a, a cracking game. I imagine the atmosphere will uh, just match that as well. Ballon Mallard against Newry. One to keep an eye on this weekend, wherever you might find yourself. But uh, for now, Harry, thank you so much for coming on to the score. Thank you, Michael. The score with Michael Clark. The thoughts of Balnamalar boss Harry McConkey there ahead of what will be uh, a really good game, I think, between them and Newry City tomorrow. Uh, thank you to Harry for coming on to the score. Indeed, thank you as well to Howard and Johnny for joining us and to you for listening. Um, the analytical boffins are telling me that. Last week was one of our most listened to programs of the season. It's great to see so many of you uh, tuning in every single week. And uh, if you haven't already done so, make sure to tell a friend all about us and get them on board as well. Uh, Because this is a place where every team gets a voice and we try and big up our brilliant league here in Northern Ireland without avoiding uh, a bit of a debate when there's one to be had and uh, we couldn't do it without your ears to uh, make it all worth our while at the end of the day so thank you for your company and all that is left to say is enjoy your weekend of sport bye bye